Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another wonderful episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode number 4.2. Uh, tonight I have with me Matt. Yes, I am. <laughs> and um, we are continuing our trek through the PSP title Crimson Gem Saga, uh, a uh, turn-based role-playing game uh, brought to us by the wonderful folks at Atlas. Uh, I think this is the uh, the chapter where my thoughts on this game are starting to change. This is definitely the chapter where the thoughts on my thoughts on this game changed. Yeah, um, because we will definitely get into that. Because <laughs> man, so <laughs> where we left off here? Let me look here. I'm scrolling up. It's been a while. Uh, oh man, a lot of dungeons. Holy crap. St. George's Cathedral. I'm calling it that. That isn't what it is, but we go there to take out the... Um, the imposter abbot. Yeah, right? the, um, the imposter guy. So what ended up happening was a demon evil thing basically disguised himself as the head of the monastery... And began um, using a, a crimson gem or a wicked stone, as they call them. Is is the is a wicked stone a crimson gem? Is that what that is? So, I actually have no idea if the first one was the crimson gem. Maybe they're all crimson colored. Maybe they're all in my mind. They're all different colored, and only one of them happens to be crimson. Okay. So. Maybe maybe the last one will be crimson colored. I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm maybe confused. it's the most powerful one. I don't know. I can't remember the beginning cutscene where it explained the gem itself because basically I was ready to start the game and I guess wasn't really paying attention. So that's <laughs> that's shame on me for that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, we um we went to uh. Crap. I lost my place. So we, we took out the Engelgroth. Engler. Engelgroth. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, Engelgroth. Um, he was the, the big bad guy that um, basically um, took over Abbott's spot and was uh, using the um, the Wicked Stone to do evil. Um, we found out his plan and... Uh, revealed him using the mirror of moonlight and uh, kicked the living crap out of him, or at least Luddick did. Yeah, went all berserker. Yeah, just kept killing it, killing it, and killing it. Because it would keep resurrecting itself. Um, and um, we return, now that we have the next Wicked Stone, we return back to the Order of Light. Um, and say, hey, we've accomplished the mission. Which I'm I'm curious on this one because I'm kind of confused. Didn't they want us to get all the Wicked Stones or just this one? Uh, they wanted us to get all of them. But obviously you got to do that one at a time. And this one took forever. So I was actually wondering this myself. If this is only one-sixth of the game, this game's going to be like a 150-hour game. Yeah. Uh, and I still, I'm not quite done with it, but I don't know. 
but you know, after after we get this first gem, we got to return it to the cardinal there. So he also is a little concerned that we only have one. <laughs> this is true, and um, he he basically says, you know what, this kind of isn't working out. Um, it's, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, it, we just we just need to separate, and um, you guys are free to go. You've you've done enough for us. And he kind of, I, I was surprised to begin with. I was like, okay, I guess we're done. And I was like, okay. But then Luddick was like, oh, I'm going to go continue to find them too. And then, um, of course, Killiam, being the noble knight he is, is like, yeah, I'll join you. Because, you know, I, I don't like these wicked stones. We need to take them away. <laughs> I don't like them. And so um, uh, the rest of the gang, Henson and uh, Geltz, as well as uh, Spinell, are like, okay, screw you guys. We are going home. So they spend one more night in, uh, in the town, which was uh, Habsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of an out the uh the bishop whatever the, the cardinal whatever the hell he is um is is up to treachery and he tells a lot like yeah we're gonna go ahead and execute him anyway they know too much and they've touched the wicked stones so yeah they need to die um but he wasn't planning on killing killian right because killian wanted to keep finding the stones yeah I guess he's going to kill him at a later date. So um, Luddick was like, okay. You know, he, he wasn't happy about it. But um, so cut to what everybody, everybody's sitting around the bar having a drink. And they're like, oh, what are you going to do, you know, after we leave? Oh, I don't know. I may do this. I may become a treasure hunter again and stuff like that. Everything's happy. And then all of a sudden... We cut to the next day, and they're basically up on the gallows, getting ready to be hung. Yep. Or actually, are they getting? Are it they, looked like they were just tied to a stake, and they were gonna like burn them, or, or burn them, or chop cut, their head off. Yeah, or, chop their head off because there was executioners there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you actually dress up as some executioners. So, yeah, although you don't see that at the time. Yeah, yeah, we don't know who the executioners are, but oh, come find out, Killian and Luddick have dressed up as executioners, and they escape with Spinell, Henson, and Giltz. Um, then comes the big, the big turning point for me in the game. Um, we see a scene where Luddick, Killian take off their masks. Oh, it's them. We knew it was them all along. Um, and Spinell and Geltz are standing there on this like little cliff. Basically, they have escaped. Yeah. Good old Henson's not there. Just gone. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he must. we must have lost him in the scramble. It's like he's a dog or something. He couldn't find it. Like... <laughs> Everybody's escaping, and we have to hold his hand or something. Yeah, they have they, and that's it. Like I don't. Yeah, I, no explanation, not, no reason, no cutscene, nothing. Just, oh, we must have lost him. Oh well. Yeah, there, yeah. There's there's no more talking about Henson after this. Yep. Um, and as far as chapter three goes, or as far as I've gotten chapter three, um, 
You can spoil it if you want to, Matt. Does Henson ever return? Uh, he does return at the end of Chapter 4. At the end of Chapter 4? Yeah, just in time for some boss fights, I believe. Okay. The problem I have with this game is that when I got Lodok, I officially put Geltz as B-team. Yeah, he was riding the bench for me the entire time. And I did not use him at all. Now that Henson is gone, with no explanation whatsoever, I have to use Geltz now. I have officially been screwed. (laughs) Because at this point, all of my party members are around level 45 to 47. Mm Mm-hmm. And Geltz is a good, solid 22. Yeah. Same boat I was in, man. I spent so much time grinding in that stupid moonlight cave. Yeah. Just to now have my characters be even more imbalanced. To the point where Geltz is fucking useless. Yeah. There, there is no way of ever getting him back to where I need him. And I've also spent no money even unlocking abilities for him. So not only is he 25 levels behind, but he has no abilities. And no good gear. No armor, yeah, which is absurdly expensive. Yes, very much so. So when I found this out, (laughs) I was like, man, this game just kind of screwed me. And I was pissed. (laughs) Needless to say, I was pissed. But we had to continue on. So, (laughs) where do we go from here? So, uh, this is where they head to Ferenthor. Yeah, the industrial town. Yeah, basically they're just trying to get as far away from the order as possible. Yeah. So they just run to the south, enter this uh, industrial town, and say, "All right, we've gone far enough. We can, you know, we can take a breather, spend the night here, re- recover a little bit." And also, the defiled compass is pointing further south toward Arfar's castle. Yes. So they, I figure, they figure they're in the proximity of it, so they can, you know, take the night to sleep. They work, and... work their way down. Yeah, and work their way down down to the castle. Yeah, they gotta go through a jungle first. Yeah. So. Although before that, there are some interesting hints. There's a little argument between Lodic and Geltz. Yeah, that night. There, there's a couple of little arguments here in the third chapter where, like, you don't really know exactly why Lodic is looking for the rest of the stones. If because you know. Theoretically, he was just looking for them to return them to the Order of Light. Now, there's hints that he's looking for them for his own reasons, but we don't know what those are yet. Yeah. And now, he has an argument with Geltz and says, look, I don't know why you're looking for him either, but let me just tell you, you're not going to keep him at the end of this. Because, again, I have other reasons for them. Yeah. And and Geltz gets all defensive and says, blah, 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 I'm not going to do anything bad with him. But, so, here we don't know why Geltz wants him, we don't know why Lodok wants them. This is true. 
I had Kill, forgot Kill, about that. Killian's just kind of a putz, and he just wants to make a name for himself. Pretty much. He just, but but he has good intentions. Good intentions, but nothing serious. Yeah. He just wants to be like, yeah, I stopped the Wicked Stones. What are you going to do? Yeah. Order prevails. So, um, and Spinell just wants money. But, you know, the, that that is a very good point because I totally forgot about that. Um, the whole story, I guess. It, it seems to me like we're just going from plot point to plot point as far as like, oh, we need to go here now. Yeah, we, we I was going to save that now. discussion for next week, but uh, this, the story is one of the things in this game that I thought started off really well, but the structure and like the thought process that went into it, it just wasn't there. Yeah, it's it's very very much like here's a section. Now we'll just try and extend that a little bit. But once you go to the next section, that's it. Now you're doing something unrelated because you need to get somewhere. And then once you're done with that, you're just gonna go somewhere else. And it's a very like segmented approach to the story. Yeah, well, not not just the story, but the game itself. Every chapter is like a new world map. Yeah, which makes it pretty much modular. And they could have made this game. 20 sections long or two sections long and there's no really like unifying theme other than just hey we're searching for these stones yeah and more like a like an old tv show you know where it was very episodic and there was no there was no like big bad and there's no threads running through an entire season it's just here's one section okay then the next week it's another section yeah it's basically i always say aqua teen hunger force where carl dies every episode but yet he's still back you know kind of thing yeah. It's like a reboot every time. Yeah. So, you know, I, but yeah, I, I do definitely feel that. You know, it seemed like it was just, we're doing this to go here. We're doing this to go here. You know, yeah, it, it was more like we're trying to get places more than it is we're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, there's no real mystery in this game. I think that's what it's missing, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you know that the next section is going to be, you're going to resolve this section, and it's not going to have any bearing on the next section. True, very true. The um, but anyway, so we're traveling down from the city to through the jungle, and we come up onto this big barricade. It's like a fort kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and it's been right. taken over by monsters. Yep. Um, so we're like, this is kind of bad. We can't take all these monsters. We need to like go back and regroup and figure something out. So we go back toward the town where we run into this woman, or young woman, girl. And we don't really run into her. She just runs right by us going toward a dungeon. Then all of a sudden we run into Jeffrey. Good old Jeffrey. Jeffrey was the same guy, if you remember, who I guess that Spinell was teaming up with in a dungeon to make some money, and then she screwed him over. At the very beginning of the game, whenever she stole Killian's money. <laughs> so we've beat up Jeffrey before. Well, now we're going to beat him up again. <laughs> before hearing him out. So we have a fight with Jeffrey. We beat him up. He's not that strong. And um, his two little lackeys as well. And... Kind of it out after the fight, he's like, what are you guys doing? We're trying to find this girl. We're like, oh, you're trying to mess with this girl. No, I'm not trying to mess with this girl. She's like a princess or something. She, or like, her father's like the leader of the town um, where we just came from. 
and they're trying to uh, find what was it? They're trying to find a, a special artifact or, or, or weapon, basically, to take out the monsters that have taken over the. Yeah, there's the uh, the Metatron cannon. Yeah, the Metatron cannon. Is that what it is? The Metatron cannon. Yeah. I I kept re- re- reading it as Megaton cannon. <laughs> Either that or Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> the Megatron cannon. That would be a good cannon. Um. So, uh, basically, she has ran off to this big dungeon to try and find this weapon so that way we can take out all those monsters. And we're like, well, she can't do that alone, so we're going to have to go and help her. And then Jeffrey's like, okay, we'll come with you, but we won't join your party. Or help you out in any type of combat situation. So we run off to the Lorizian Lorizian dungeon yeah <laughs> these fucking names so this dungeon i'll put it this way this dungeon would have been the worst dungeon in the game so far for me if i hadn't pulled up a nice little fact and just followed it completely yeah i was gonna warn you about that this dungeon is almost impossible without it exactly i don't know how how anybody would get through this dungeon without like cheating basically yeah because even when i read the fact i got lost (laughs) i'm not kidding so this fucking dungeon is three stories or three three levels three there's two basements the first one's not so bad you have to find these candles and and basically open up a couple of doors and then find the key and then go down to the second floor the second floor is where stuff starts to get hairy Basic. This floor should not exist in this game. No. The, it, it's, it's completely stupid. You can't follow it. It is... So, <laughs> I'm just... It is, it like, here's, here's what the fact says. On the second floor, it's a maze. Period. And so and it says, I will tell you the directions. Those Sometimes those directions don't even work. Yeah, but the worst thing is, this is a maze. Everything looks the same. You don't. You can't tell where you are going and where you've been. And if you take one wrong step, it resets. Yeah, you get transported right back to the beginning of the maze. With no map, so you can't go to where you were and take another door. You have to figure it out again. Yeah. Which isn't a given because everything looks the same, so you can't really tell if you've been this way before. And so it says. So it says here, follow the flame. So there's sometimes there's doors that have candles there, or pots. Um, sometimes they have flames on them. Those are the ones you're supposed to take. But then all of a sudden, you run into a room that doesn't have any candles or anything that has flames. So you just have to fucking guess which door to go through. Yeah, this this dungeon is absolutely absurd. There's no way that they can have you or should force you to go through random doors where two-thirds of them might reset you at the beginning of the dungeon. Yeah. Or fl- floor. It's fucking stupid. It, it, that, like, that seriously just pissed me off. It's even worse than the Ganisher dungeon, and I thought that was the worst dungeon. <laughs> seriously, that, I mean, that, that one was just... It wasn't that big. Yeah. It was just kind of confusing because it didn't show you, oh, this, this, there's a platform here that you have to pull a lever first before you can see it. 
Yeah, at least I only felt like I was going through it over and over again. Like this one, you actually have to. Every time you mess up, you have to start over. And the problem is, there's still monsters in here. And yeah. I don't give a shit about fighting the fucking monsters, yet I still disturb them, and they still run after me, and they still get fucking uh, first strikes on me. And I'm just, like, so pissed off at this point. It's to a point where, like... What will happen is I'll get into a battle and try to run away with every character except the next character who's about to get attacked. Then I use a fucking uh, smoke bomb <laughs> that, that automatically lets me run away. Yeah. Did you ever buy, apparently you didn't, the, uh, the Mercury boots? No. I didn't either, but that was a conscious decision because if I had them and I could just run away from every battle, I would probably not level up enough. But if you buy the Mercury Boots, you are as fast as the monsters, so they don't catch you. Nice. Well, I didn't do that, but... <laughs> um, but I forgot to mention, uh, at the beginning of this dungeon, there is a guy standing there where you can take on a quest. Um, I took the quest, but then read what I had to do to complete the quest, and said, fuck that. Yeah, I saw it. You said have to go back into the dungeon. Yeah, you have to do the dungeon, then do it again. I said, hell no. Yeah, no way. And then, but you, apparently, you get a sword that does thirty thousand damage. Well, I don't think it actually. It, sh it shows that you're doing that much damage, but you're not actually doing that much damage. Oh. Like you're still only doing a normal amount of damage. But it, like, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what the reason behind this is to make Killian feel like he's doing thirty thousand damage because. Certainly me, as a guy playing the game, I'm not one-hitting every person that I see. Yeah. So, I, 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 it sounded like a waste of time to me. And I, certainly if it involves going through that horrible dungeon again. Yeah. Even with the fucking map, I did, would do it. Yeah. So, I was just like, screw that. So, anyway, so you go down to the third floor. Third floor, which one was the third floor? I can't even remember. I just uh, did it uh, today, and I don't even remember. I don't want to remember it. The third one's not... I don't want to say anything if you're not at the next one, but I think it was just normal, just an, an, just more time, more doors. The, yeah, it was pretty repetitive, but yeah, thing it wasn't as awful as the second floor I thought. So anyway, we get to the end of that area. We find the girl. She is she's apparently navigated this entire fucking dungeon on her own. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how she got past all those monsters. And she's there, and all of a sudden, this gigantic fucking guy bashes through a wall. Which, why didn't we think of that? Why don't we just bash through the fucking walls? I know, we need the juggernaut here just to beeline us right to the end. <laughs> exactly, but, so, this dude bashes through the thing. He, come to find out, he's the leader of the monsters that have taken over the uh, the blockade, basically. Or the, the, the... The Greystone Gate. There you go, the big gate. <laughs> I don't know what you, fort, whatever you want to call it. Um, and his name is Stormgore. He's this big... It looks like a minotaur, almost. Yeah, they they say he's just a giant. Yeah. He's but a giant. All and he, the giants seem to talk like they're handicapped, so... And he basically tells us to put down our weapons. We put down our weapons, then he grabs... Or he has the girl in his hand, then he's like, Oh, I'm gonna kill you now anyway. And they're like, Oh, no... I like, like how Jeffrey does his running mighty headbutt yeah. right, right into the thing's chest. <laughs> so we uh, we do that, and uh, while, while Jeffrey hits him, we get enough time to grab our swords, and oh, boss time. 
Uh, this guy's a pushover. Yeah, I didn't have much trouble with him. This is where I started uh, exploring some of the new moves, though. Yeah. So Because at this point, I've spent so much time in these dungeons that I've just been farming SP. So I started upgrading all the uh, different spells you can use. And for Laduk, the Way of the Dragon, or Way of the Samurai, one of the two of those. Okay. Uh, it's like a 12-hit combo. It's so powerful. Then I need to learn that one. It, it takes like 100 mana points or magic points or whatever to use it. So it's it's expensive to use it, but it's worth it to the point that it's even worth having someone else just refill him so that he can keep using it. Right. And this is also where I started using the like the combo wave with Killian and Spinel. Yeah, that one that one's insane. I never yeah. used it either, but holy shit. I tried shit. it a couple times and it's like it does fifteen percent damage to everybody. Or one person or everybody. Everybody I think. But to a normal character that's not very much damage and also you're using MP from both of your characters, so it doesn't seem that worth it. But when you're fighting a boss that has tens of thousands of hit points, you know, 10 to 15 percent is a lot, so yeah, it's pretty devastating against bosses, and uh, this is when I started using it, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to keep these in the rotation now. I, I, once I started using it just a few moments ago, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to use that now. Um, but anyway, he yeah, he's pretty much a pushover. He only does one attack, and it only hits one person at a time. It doesn't do that much damage. Um, you beat him, he dies, falls over. Um, do we hear anything out of Jeffrey again? That's my question. I can't even remember. Uh, Is he dead? Well, he got tossed into a wall pretty hard, but I, I don't actually know what happened to him. Yeah, we, we don't really hear much out of that. Um... We get the the special weapon. We go back to town, and uh, the girl's dad's there. I don't trust him. His name's Hannibal. Hannibal. Um, but you you'll start to notice that that this guy is totally a joke character. <laughs> maybe you didn't pick up on it. Uh, maybe I didn't. Well, I'll let you know. Um, so. He's like, oh, he gives us hospitality. Hey, thanks, you know, you saved my daughter's life. You can stay here, um, and in the morning we'll, we'll let you go, and when you guys can go defeat those monsters. Yay. But in the middle of the night, you get woken up by him and say, hey, the Order of Light is here. Or they're, they're on their way here now. You guys need to get the fuck out of here now. And so he, he lets us go down to the basement into the sewers. But right before he does, he says, I love it when a plan comes together. Um, which is a complete, total reference to the A-Team. <laughs> and his name's Hannibal. Uh, Did you not watch the A-Team? Uh, no, I never watched the A-Team. Oh, man. So Hannibal was like the leader of the A-Team. And his big catchphrase was always, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> That is funny, though. So they totally just, uh, yeah, they totally just made that guy, you know, Hannibal. Yeah, because I was just like, what? This is not a very exciting plan. Walk <laughs> down to the basement and then climb through a trap door. Like, wow. <laughs> if that's the extent of your planning, you better stay in this inn for the rest of your life. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's basically what happened. I mean, it, they they just were trying to, you know, play off the A team, I guess, fans of the A team. But um, see, I, I do think that's something. This game, you know, as I'm railing against the dungeons and the story, the writing is pretty witty. I I, I enjoy the writing in this game. Yeah, I do too. I think it's funny. And the voice acting is pretty good too. Yeah, although it's still weird to me that it might cut in or out halfway through any given conversation. Yeah, I know it's like after they get done talking, the music cuts up again. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it almost cuts out what the last thing that they're saying. I'm just like, what the f-? It just It feels kind of jarring at times. but um, So yeah, um, so now we're going through the to the sewers to escape. And basically the sewers, yeah, there's nothing there. It's just a straight shot. And um, Yeah, that was real short. Yeah, there's no enemies or anything. So you just and you come out at the swamp at the end of the of the jungle. Yeah, somehow in the middle of a lake. Yeah. So I don't exactly know how that worked. You were climbing up a ladder, and then you're in the middle of a lake. I had been there before, because there was a chest there. That chest was already open for me, because I had, that's the way I went to get to the uh, to the to the gate the first time. Yeah, me too. To avoid it's enemies. Kind of like a shortcut, and it gets you that chest. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh, okay, I'm back here. So we went back to the to the gate. The monsters are still there, and we have a, a pretty pretty fun little cutscene where yeah. um, Gels is trying to use the the weapon. And yeah, nobody knows how to use it. Nobody knows how to use it. They say it's too old to figure it out, and. Um, Killian's like, let me try, and then Gels is like, give it to me, and you know, I'm an adult, and and they accidentally fire it off, but it kills them anyway, and and opens a, 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 a way to the town that you need to get to. Yeah, it's basically like the Hammer of Dawn, right? For years. I'm guessing it is. I didn't know how it. Well, I thought it was like a rocket launcher. Oh, I, I it was a beam that came down from the sky from somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. And just blasted the whole gate apart. It decimated that thing. So we run by there, and we go back. We go down to a new town called Riverton. Finally, a name that I can pronounce. Yeah. And uh, this is like a um, a port town. It's uh, kind of tropical. There's palm trees everywhere, and um, nothing too fancy here. At this point, I'm trying to to, to get Gelts a little leveled up. You know, yeah. trying to find him some better gear. But then this is where I had the rude awakening that you can't afford gear anymore. Yeah. Because holy shit. 160-something thousand gilder, or gilder, whatever you want to call it, for yeah. a plate of armor? Come on. Yeah, so I basically have everybody decked out in extremely mediocre gear, and that's going to be how it is to the end of the game, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm I, I'm guessing that these prices are so ridiculous because there's like a new game plus option. Is there? I think so. So okay. you can carry over all your money and stuff into a second playthrough, and then maybe if you've played this game twice through, you can afford actually to to suit up all your guys. Not really, I bet. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> but I don't know. I just God, at this point I was like, fuck this. I'm just gonna get a bunch of healing potions. But there is one cool place um, here, uh, the fish market. If you go to the fish market, they have 
it, it's but it might as well call it healing potions, but they're like sushi and stuff like that, and they're half the price. Yeah, the only downside is you can't use them during battle. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it was super cheap. So I, uh, but yeah, I bought a lot of that stuff and just said screw it. I guess guilt is just gonna keep dying. <laughs> so um, and being useless. <laughs> So we need to um, take a boat to the castle, or, or you know the actual name of the t- castle. It's uh, Afar Castle. Arfar. Yeah, Arfar. I don't know. It sounds stupid. <laughs> Arfar Arf- Castle. Arfar's Castle. <laughs> um, and uh, we need a boat. Problem is, word on the street is there's a big sea monster. Going around terrorizing stuff, and nobody wants to take a boat out. So we're like, great. So you have to wander around town, and you eventually come up onto this kid who's getting the crap beat out of him by yeah. other kids and being made fun of. And uh, Killian steps in, and is like, hey, leave the kid alone. And they're like, okay, and they run away. And then the kid like dusts himself off. He's like, thanks, and. And he starts doing this whole story about how his dad was a knight, and he killed one of the um, the first. They they were being terrorized by a sea creature before, and he killed it. But then a second sea creature came, and he went after it, and he hasn't been heard from since. So everybody's thinking he's dead, which I, I guess he's dead because I didn't see anything coming yeah, out of it. Yeah, I I guess he is dead. So, um, and he, he starts crying and stuff like that. And then everybody's like, dude, chill the hell out. We need somebody with a boat. You got a boat. Help us out. And he's like, if you'll help me avenge my dad. And we're like, okay, sure. So we got to go to the end because apparently you have to sleep before you can go. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to get in the water 30 minutes until 30 minutes after you eat. Yeah. You, you, you gotta rest up before you get on this boat. That's the the problem was when I first got into town, I've stayed at the inn, so I'm already full health, full MP. Yet I've gotta go sleep again and waste that money. Although there's one thing I want to say: when they were talking to Giles or Giles or Giles or whatever the kid's name is, we'll go with Giles. Uh, yeah, that's what I call him. We'll do a Buffy reference. Since he was already getting beat up, I figured he was. <laughs> kind of like Giles, but what was with Lodok being such like a douche to him? I don't know. Like, I, did, it was so much different, I feel, than anything Lodok has said before. He's like, basically, this kid is just talking. He's not, I mean, I guess he's kind of whiny, but not excessively so. And Lodok is like, what progress, if, if you want to be a knight, what progress have you made towards becoming a knight? You, you, you haven't done anything, so you're nowhere near, you're never going to become a knight. And then they're talking a little bit more, and he's like, oh, yeah, one more thing. Speak more politely to your elders. And I'm like, yeah. what? When the hell? Where did that come from? I don't know. Maybe he's tough love mixed with, uh, I don't know, reverse psychology. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is weird. I was like, yeah, because that, that was even voice acted, too. Yeah. And I was like, this just sounds weird. Even Gilts was taking pop shots at the kid. And, I was just, and everybody was like, everybody was jumping on Geltz. <laughs> Nobody said anything to Lodic, I guess, because he's a badass. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I'm not worried about Geltz. That dude can't do shit with a hammer. 
Laddick just needs his fists. Exactly. So, but anyway, yeah, so we, we, we convinced the kid to take us to the island where the castle is. Arfar Castle. That that castle are far away. Um, <laughs> so, um, we run into the Leviathan. So it's it's not a crack in this Leviathan, but whatever. And uh, we have another boss fight. And this one, this one actually, I died the first time because I was still using the <laughs> my standard attacks kind of deal. Oh yeah. Along with you know all the special ones, but then I read the fact again, and it said, "Hey, you really need to start spamming these combo attacks." And I'm like, yeah, "Okay, man. fine." Wave strike and way of the dragon that that plows through bosses. Now, Way of the Dragon is just Lodic. It's just Lodic, but it's his, like, super multi-hit combo. Yeah, it's like the, um... Does it do multiple enemies? No, it's one enemy, but it's, like... That's why it's good on bosses. Gotcha. But it's, like, 10 to 12 hits. Yeah, see, it's basically Killian's, um... I can't remember what it was. Wrath of God or some shit like that. It's, like, it's... He turns his sword into a light beam. Oh, yeah, you know, I never used that. I use, I use it a lot actually. It still does really good damage on bosses. Um, but yeah, so this fight, this is when I started learning. Hey, I really need to start using those fucking combo attacks. I beat it, and unfortunately, that is as far as I got. Oh, life got Arfar's in the way. Castle. Yeah, our first castle. So, Matt, take it away. <laughs> Uh, well, you you show up at the castle, and it's kind of a cool castle. It's like, up, oh, you gotta take this little windy road up to get to it. Uh, and you get inside, and it's pretty much your standard room dungeon for a while. Although it's, it's interesting that they introduce these, like, choice treasure chests. Okay. So basically, you walk into a room, and there's, like, seven treasure chests, and you you pick one and then another one explodes so basically you can't get it okay and then you pick one and then another one explodes so it's basically like you get a few out of the seven that are there and then later on on the first floor there's another room where you only get to pick one in the whole room and then after that they all explode so it's it's i i guess it's what they're calling different even though Everything else about the dungeon is essentially the same. Uh, is, it, then, is it mazy at all? Not really. Not not as bad as the Laritzen dungeon. Yeah. This is just kind of progressed through it. Gotcha. I mean, it's kind of bossy, but... Then you get to the second floor, which is... Strange, because there's just a bunch of... Uh, they kind of look like the faces on like Easter Island. Okay. There's just basically a bunch of stone pillars, and uh, I guess there's four faces to it, but at any given time, you can only see two of the faces, and one of them is kind of like a neutral face, and one of them is like a grimacing face. Uh, But there's, as far as I remember, there's nothing to tell you what to do with them. So this is just one of the many points in this game where you could probably spend 10 hours on this one floor of this one dungeon and never figure it out. Or if you happen to use a fact, which I had to do, you realize that you just have to turn all of them so that the 
grimacing face is pointed east. There's no reason for that. That's just the way it has to be. Okay. Uh, and then that's what you do. Once you turn them all so they're facing east, the door opens, and you can continue up the stairs. Although, there's something that they do in this and in one of the later dungeons that's annoying because basically you're trying to get either you're trying to get to the top of these dungeons basically that's all of them it's you go in on the first floor and you try to get up to the third floor and then whatever but there's a bunch of points where you go up to like the second floor and then you have to take stairs going down to get back to the first floor and then a different set of stairs somewhere else up to the second floor oh, fuck that, you, that you couldn't reach before so you really you don't know if you're going the right way. You kind of think, well, this is down, so it must be the wrong way, but it's not. So that's kind of annoying, but... Yeah, this game has done a lot of annoying RPG things. The whole, you know, confusing dungeon thing and the maze thing and the, oh, this is a fight that you're supposed to lose thing. Yeah, but you don't know that. Yeah, and it's bad. I mean, they, I mean they've, they've exploited that shit a lot. Like... I've never. This is the only RPG I've ever seen that had more than one of those. You have to lose this fight fights. Yeah. It, at this point in the game, I'm assuming it's completely intentional. It's not like, oh, we didn't realize people didn't like this. It, this must be like, we know people are going to hate this, so let's put a lot of it in. For some obviously, reason. obviously, the, the I mean the the developers of this game are diabolical. It's just. There's no way that this could be accidental or that they could have not realized that this was horrible. I just don't understand it. Maybe it's maybe it's to get you to grind. I don't know. Yeah, I guess when you're lost for hours, you can, I guess you'll be grinding along the way. I just, I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't really ran into a boss fight that I couldn't beat and force me to grind. Yeah, exactly. I none of this game really has been that far that hard for me although i did spend that one point where i ground kind of unnecessarily just in the moonlight thing yeah because i had free access to healthcare. see i didn't i didn't i, I didn't even do that because i didn't have enough time so i was so i've basically just been progressing i mean i've ran away from fights you know that's the thing i haven't always oh there's a bad guy let me kill him and then when i clear this area i'll go ahead like I've been running away from fights, and I still like. But aside from the Leviathan, this is like the first. The the the, the Leviathan was the first boss fight where I had to like. I kind of struggled a little bit, but once I found out I had the combo attacks, that fight was a piece of cake. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. You don't really have to grind in this game because you're going to fight enough to the point where you're you're going to make it. Yeah, so far. I mean, I don't understand. I still don't understand why this game is taking people 40-plus hours to beat. Unless they're doing all those side quests. Yeah, Which, although there weren't really that many side quests. Yeah, I haven't ran into that many either unless, like, I'm not going to the right places to to find them. Which, of course, you wouldn't know because this game doesn't like to tell you doesn't things directly. Like jack shit. Anyway... You're in Arfar's castle, and you're up on the third floor-ish. In the third floor, it's just another one of those, continue until you're at the end. You get a special key, it opens a special door, and you head up into Arfar's like, throne room. Uh, and basically, she doesn't look very much like a witch. She just looks like a kind of normal person. 
and she's obsessed with like rare treasure so i don't know if she's related to spinel <laughs> but she basically says yeah i have this wicked stone and i i don't even care for it that much i would get rid of it if you would trade me something of equal value but they can't pay her for it because she doesn't want money uh they decide that the only thing that she will take in exchange for it is the special the special necklace where each component of the necklace is a rare jewel. But turns out this is in the Order of Light's vault. So Ladak says, well, we'll just go get that necklace for you and then come back and trade it for your Wicked Stone. And uh, she's perfectly fine with that. And the, Except, rest, and the rest of the party's perfectly fine with that? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't Killian or Spinel say, um... Well, well, they don't want to rush back into the Order of Light, but... Yeah, that's kind of like stealing cars from the police impound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not happy about it, but... This this witch is certainly not going to give up her Wicked Stone any other way. Um, so, but then, as you're discussing this, Asalora... Was that her name? The other person that was sent by the Cardinal to, like, spy on us? Yeah, she was the one that was supposed to carry out the execution... Yeah. So she kind of just busts in and says, we're here to arrest you or kill you or something. Uh, and, and then there's this kind of hilarious little five-second thing. It's completely ridiculous. But Asalora walks in with all her, whatever they're called, the Royal Guard or the... Order the of Light guys. The Radiant Crusaders. Okay. So... They're surrounding us, getting ready to attack us. And what happens? Lodok picks up Killian and swings him like a club. <laughs> knocks <laughs> knocks all the Radiant Crusaders over. And then throws Killian against, all the way across the room. And says, get out of here. Okay. It, it, it It's so unexpected. He just picks Killian up and clubs everybody with him. <laughs> And then throws him away like garbage. But he happens to throw him next to the door. So everybody runs out of this door onto this, like, overlook area. It's kind of like a balcony, a gigantic balcony of this castle. Uh, and then you just have a simple, another simple little boss fight where you fight two of the Radiant Crusaders. Uh, it's not very hard. It just takes a little while. So who all escaped? Everybody. Everybody escaped, and then we were Including basically chased Lodic. out. Yep, Lada came out afterwards. Okay. And we're all followed out onto this balcony by the Radiant Crusaders and Asalora. And after you fight, you only fight two of the Radiant Crusaders. I, I guess she, like, sends them after you. Okay. And then after that little battle, you see a dragon fly by. And then the dragon comes up from behind the castle... And Arfar is riding the dragon. Huh. So she's like, you guys have defiled my palace. Um, she tells the dragon to shoot some fireballs at everybody. Everybody gets knocked out. Um, and then in the aftermath there, Eluard shows up. And he is another one of these examples of somebody who just 
was briefly introduced randomly at one of the cities, maybe Ferenthor. And he was only referenced for like 10 seconds. But him and Killian's old buddy, Guterian. Remember the uh, the guy who got valedictorian at the academy? Oh, yeah. Von Hechtenberg or whatever. Yeah, Guterian Von Hechtenberg. Uh, so basically, they stroll in after everybody's knocked out. And they say, all right, we're here to uh, retrieve the Wicked Stone. Uh, basically, they turn to Asalora and they say, good job distracting everybody while we set our plan in motion. Um, and Eluard has some, like, mage that he has shoot fireballs at the dragon to get that thing out of there. Uh, and basically, there's just a bunch of stupid conversation where Asalora's like, what are you doing here? I was supposed to have this under control. And then Eluard's like, well, you, you served your purpose. Now we're going to kill you. Oh, wow. So they're going to kill her, too. Yep. They're double-crossing Asalora. Uh, so, uh, Killian, I think, stands up and gets ready to fight, uh, Eluard and Guterian, I believe they take the Wicked Stone, and they leave, and they tell the mage to clean up after them, and I will say also that Guterian has the most heinous laugh ever. At this point, when he's, like, gloating over everybody, especially Killian. And it's completely absurd. <laughs> His laugh is ridiculously funny. Uh, but basically, the mage just goes to attack everybody, and everyone's like, Oh, we can't possibly fight him, we're all weak, so let's jump off this cliff here. And, of course, Spinel's like, I don't think I want to jump off a cliff, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> and Lodic's like, well... The ground is going to hurt much less than these fireballs that are being shot at us. So they all jump off the ledge. And Giles ends up being right under the ledge with his little rowboat. And they escape. Although before, like, everybody jumps off the cliff. And then Killian runs back to pick up Asalora. And takes her with them. And they have a nice little conversation in the boat. Killian's like, well, you know, the Order of Light was clearly going to kill you, and you can't go back there, so why don't you join us? Ooh, got ourselves a knight, do we? Yep. Of course, Spinel's not happy. Got she a new chicken town. Yeah, new chicken town, which makes Galt's happy. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny, because Spinel has called him kind of a perv a couple times in this game. Yeah. But I didn't think he had ever said a single thing to warrant that. Unless, yeah. I, unless I missed it. No, they didn't. But now he's like, oh, it'll be good to have another lady around here. So at least at least there was some indication that he was into women. So I don't know why Spinel was saying those things before, but now I guess she has cause to. Well, there you go. But it doesn't really make any sense that the Order was going to kill Asalora. I feel like this order wouldn't last very long. Everybody, <laughs> like, Asalora was 100% committed. Yeah. They had no reason to kill her, except that they decided to. Well, maybe it's not the order. Maybe it's Von Hechtenberg just basically taking over and using the order to do his bidding. Uh, yeah, it could be. There could be some ulterior motives here from not the Cardinal. Because yeah. the Cardinal seemed like he, he trusted Asalora. 
Yeah. So uh, may- maybe these things will play out, maybe not. But basically, they wanted to kill her, so Killian and company convince her to join up. So you've got your fifth person again. So, so once again, you can have somebody ride the bench and not level up. Great. And that ends chapter four. Three. Three. Well, there you go. So, I'm gonna. I got. Seems like I got a little bit of work cut out for me. Got to catch up. And then finish the game. Yeah, and chapter four looks fun. It's just three dungeons back to back to back. Great. Followed by like four boss fights in a row. <laughs> well, I'm sure von Hechtenberg will get his. I hope so. After yeah. that, <laughs> so um, I mean, I do intend on beating this game, even if we record and I haven't beat it. I'm gonna beat it. I've already put eleven hours in this game. Eleven? That's it? Yep. Man, I'm at twenty-one right now, and I'm probably a little over halfway through chapter. At least I think. Let me. I'll, I'll check right now. But yeah, that's the end of chapter three. Um, so, so let me ask you this: since we're we're halfway through the game by now, have your thoughts changed at all on this game? Yes. For really? better or worse. Com- completely for worse. There. I would say after the after we did the prologue and after we did chapter one, so after the first recording, I really liked this game. Yeah, I was totally on board. Everything it was, you know, very, it was a very light affair. The music was okay. The, it looks good. It's very simple. I didn't feel like I was getting lost, which I, is is one thing at least that they've done well. When you're not in dungeons, you don't get lost. However, as we're progressing through the game. More and more of the time is spent in dungeons. And the dungeons, in my mind, are absolutely the worst part of this game. Absolutely. And to the point that they are kind of ruining it. I wanted, if it was up to me, I would have more fights with less dungeons. Yep. Or but at least the dungeons are shorter if you're going to make them. Like, if you have to restart every time you make a wrong turn, that should be like six to ten rooms long, not. 30 yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. The um, but I'm I'm a, I just checked it. I'm at a 12 hours in right now. And then mixed with the story, which, I you know, again, initially I was I was okay with it. You know, you're trying to save the world. You got to stop people from using these crimson gems for evil. Sounds great, but the way that they're telling the story is just so segmented that. It, it, it's hard to really get invested in it because nothing that you do now is going to matter two hours from now. So yeah, yeah, no to pay attention. <laughs> you know what? That's the thing about it. I think um, I wouldn't necessarily. I'm saying I'm having a bad time with the game. I just feel like it. it it's access to this fact. I would be having a bad time. This is very true. So yeah, I, I would have a bad time with this game if I didn't have. Some type of internet help, and I know that sounds bad, but I mean, <laughs> but they should have provided some kind of assistance in game that they just did not provide at all. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I was totally on board with it 
you know i like i, I like that the thing it still grabs me about and i still think that it that it it's one of the key factors that i have liked the game so much is the art style yeah because i love the art style i mean it, it's it's very well crafted animations and it, it looks really nice stories kind of the stories kind of you know falls to the wayside and the combat is still decent you know yeah i'm still enjoying the combat and i and i still like the that i'm continuing to upgrade my skills and my spells i'm still using um i'm acquiring new ones i'm using new ones yeah you know so all, all of that i think is still for me it's as good as it has been since the beginning the combat and the fighting the the cycle of basically fighting and then spending your money and your sp to upgrade and then fighting harder enemies all that is fine is fine for me yeah i just the dungeons is what's really ruined this game i mean god yeah they're so bad i I, there would i would still be on that that maze dungeon if i hadn't abused that yeah me too i probably would have given up on the game then and i've put probably about three hours into it today so i you know hey the more you know you find out you know Crimson Jump Saga yeah. looks kind of cool. Well, it kind of is in some parts, and kind of ain't in some parts. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it for chapter three. And we'll see how it ends next week. Yeah, we'll see if Von Hechtenberg gets his, and um, we get all the wicked stones and find out what Geltz and Luddock's got planned for him. And um, we'll see if Killian actually becomes a man. Uh, I'm gonna guess no. Yeah, I think I think he's a putz. But um, yeah, that that's pretty much concludes this episode. It's kind of a short one, which this chapter, to be honest, wasn't really short. It was just a bunch of bullshit, you know, dungeon crawling shit. Yeah. So I mean, if if that dungeon wasn't there, and if it was just a straightforward dungeon, this probably this chapter would have took took maybe three hours. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't short game time wise, but it was short like story wise. Yeah, because it's go in the dungeon and then there's nothing really to say for another hour. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's um that'll wrap up this episode. This episode uh, four point two. Um, if you guys would uh, leave us a um, leave us a comment on the post that we post here. Check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, um, we did get a review. A new, oh, nice. A new review. It's from a guy named Frustrated Fury. Mm. And um, he, he says it's an awesome show. Thanks, Drew Leachman. <laughs> Do you think the guys even listen to these podcasts, though? Like who? The guys that rated us? No, that guy. Oh, even- that guy, I I know he subscribes it because it downloads every time, but I don't know if he listens to it. So, I heard he's a douchebag. <laughs> but um, like R four. Yeah, R four. It's so close to R four. Like, so R four. I have to mention this. R four is a the the main bad guy of Hyperdimension Neptunia. Um, I've had to review those games for ZTGD. You gotta understand, Hyperdimension Tony is not a good game. 
And um, but it it has it like every character in the game is either a video game console or so apparently in Japan they have this weird thing where they like to take inanimate objects and turn them into anime girls. Yeah, that doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> and so this in game... Japan they have this weird thing where dot dot dot. Yeah, you could, you could probably say rattle off like 50 weird things that they have in Japan. So um, what they do is this whole game surrounds like you play as this girl named Neptunia who is supposed to be the, Se- uh, the Sega Neptune, which was a failed console that never even released. But there's also a PlayStation girl, there's an Xbox girl, there's a Wii girl. And the main character or the main bad guy of the game is called R4. But it's spelled A-R-F-I-O-R-E. And but it, R4 is supposed to be like the the thing that you use to pirate um, DS games. Oh yeah. The little you know, I guess the the, the mod the chip or mod chip or whatever the hell it was. And so every time I read that, I'm thinking R4, like you know, like <laughs> God, that fucking horrible hyperdimension Tunia game. So um, but yeah, that's a little tidbit of the the horrible video games I had to review. <laughs> But I've had some good ones too. So, but anyway, um, we won't linger any longer. Um, looks like we're close to about an hour. Um, but anyway, yeah. If you wouldn't please leave us an iTunes review. Um, let us know how we're doing. It could be good or bad. Um, if you want to suggest some games to us, please feel free. You can send me an email. It's it's frustratedfuryzt@gamedomain.com. Uh, just let me know. You know, and anything that you, any game that you think that you guys would like us to try we'll definitely put on the list yeah your favorite game your least favorite game anything yeah we're gonna have like um i want to think we were gonna do it on the old uh justin tv channel i had we're gonna call it hell week where all of us would have to play a game that we hated the most and like record ourselves playing it so like <laughs> so you know our buddy joel hates first person shooters so we were gonna have him play a really bad first person shooter I hate real time strategy games, so they're gonna have me play a really bad real time strategy game. <laughs> so yeah, do that. We'll have like a hell week or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, but that's it. Um we're gonna catch you guys next week. I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. Hope you guys enjoy, and we will see you next week for the conclusion of Crimson Gem Saga. A thrilling conclusion. Da da da